So in the past, we've worked with functions of one variable, and we've looked at their rate of change or their derivative. For example, we've had y equals f of x, a height equals s of t, a cost function, 750000 plus 55x, a revenue function, if they charge $450 per package of software, 450x, the profit function, revenue minus cost, or the demand function, the square root of 10 minus x, for example. Now, um, all of these are functions of x. Now, in this section, we're going to talk about something called implicit differentiation. And what that's going to allow us to do is to not be so limited, not be so discriminatory, and only use functions of one variable, um, one explicitly written as a function of another. For example, what about just a circle? We have two variables, x and y, that are related. It's called a relation. But they're not. one is not a function of the other. If you look at the sketch, this is a circle with radius 5. 5 squared gives us 25. And you can see that this relation, the graph, fails the vertical line test. We have two possible y values for every possible x value except for 5 and negative 5. So we have something that is not a function. You only have to fail the vertical line test once for it to not be a function. But it is a relation, and I might still want to be able to do something like find the slope of the graph at a particular x value, or maybe I want the equation of the tangent line. Now you might recall how to find the equation of the tangent line using the radius and then taking the negative reciprocal of the slope of the radius at that whatever point is given. That was in the section on circles before. But we could also get the slope and the equation of the tangent line using calculus. And also, what if I have an ellipse? Then suddenly I don't have this, you know, perpendicular thing happening. I don't have a radius anymore. But I might still want the slope maybe right here. Ellipses come up in the orbits of planets, for one thing, right? And in any kind of circular relationship that isn't exactly circular, right? We have an ellipse, something that's, it's like a circle that's been stretched. This is the formula for for this ellipse. x squared plus 16y squared equals 16. You may have learned this in another class. We don't worry about graphing them here. But the point is, what if I want the slope at any point along the graph. What if I want the rate of change of y with respect to x? So what if I still want dy dx even if I don't have a function of y as a function of x? So if I want dy dx and I don't have it written in the right form, I'm going to need a new technique, right? Just a couple other things. Here are three more graphs. This is a sideways parabola. So instead of y equals x squared, it's x equals y squared. You might see something like this in your car headlights. You have a source, a light source, right here. And when the light leaves the source, it bounces off the reflector. And the neat thing about a parabola is the reflectors will send the light source out in parallel beams. And so that's what makes the headlight beams. So what if we need the slope right there? Or what if we want the equation of the tangent line right there? Then we would need a way to find the derivative of y with respect to x, even though we don't have y equals something in terms of x. The folium of Descartes is very beautiful. It looks kind of like a sideways octopus to me. But if you see, there's a point on here, 
four thirds, eight thirds. Oh, I forgot to write the formula. Well, I'll put that up in a minute. And this is not a function, even though it is a relationship between x and y. And again, we could be looking for the slope at any point on the graph. Finally, we have a function. I don't know if it has a name, but it looks kind of like an urn, something that you would keep water in. And it has the point 1, 1, the point 1, negative 3. You can verify that because this is the formula for it right here. When x is 1, y is 1. 1 cubed plus 1 squared is 2. 2 minus 5 is negative 3. Negative 3 minus 1 is negative 4. So this point is indeed on the graph of that relation. Then we have here 1, negative 3. If you plug in 1 for x and negative 3 for y, you have, that one's a little harder, negative 27 plus negative 3 squared is 9. 5 times negative 3 is 15, so we have positive, sorry, negative 15. So we have negative and negative gives us positive 15, minus x squared is 1. And if we figure that one out, we have 14 plus 9, 23, 23 minus 27, negative 4. So what I want you to see is you can actually have points on a graph even though you don't have a formula that says f of x equals something in terms of x or y equals something in terms of x. It's a relationship between x and y. And it fails a vertical line test, but it still has rates of change that we might want to look at. I, I drew it as kind of a sharp turn, but in the actual relation, this is smooth. So we actually have a tangent line that we can find a slope for. And by the way, here's the formula for the folium of Descartes. x cubed plus y cubed minus 6xy equals 0. I'll let you verify for yourself if you're interested that if you plug in 4 thirds for x and 8 thirds for y and cube them and multiply them together and multiply by 6, do this left-hand expression, hopefully you should get 0.